This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have it. And today we are talking about radishes. I kind of can't believe it's taken us this long to talk about radishes. Um, did you know that in uh, in Spanish, uh, I just, just thought of this just now, that radish is el rabano? I didn't know that. Isn't that a great name? It's kind of, um, wow, I think like, that that would be like my... If I were going to be Zorro. Exactly. Like, if, yeah, if you I had a mask. I would be Rabano. Uh-huh. Um, I, yeah, there are probably, you would be stealing the name from an actual Mexican folk hero, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. All right. So I want to start this off in, uh, in traditional spilled milk fashion. I have prepared for you a radish name quiz because oh, like yeah, yeah, apples yeah. and tomatoes mm-hmm. and whatever else it was we did, uh, there are some uh, radish varieties, heirloom varieties with entertaining names great so uh are there any german johnsons there are maybe let's find out magnum bonums um thanks for thanks for ruining that punchline um (laughs) (laughs) we'll just take that one off the list Uh, (laughs) uh, have we been doing this too long (laughs) are we just going to be intercepting each other's jokes from here on out okay great uh all right well there may be some funny ones remaining uh okay so for each of these uh you are to tell me whether you think it is a real radish variety or a fake radish variety um the fake ones were all made up by me okay uh and we'll see how did iris make any up iris did not make any up I, uh, I I think I I think I did this like uh, while I was out on book tour and uh, you know just like hold up uh, on uh, on my friend's futon like what am I going to do to pass the time I'm going to make up because you because your friends are so boring uh, yeah that's exactly it. shout out my to whoever's friend yeah I was in, futon you were on I was in like New York City there was nothing to do <laughs> uh, my friends were boring all I could do was make up fake radish varieties and here we go okay okay candle of fire real yes. Woo-hoo! Chinese red meat. Oh, I'm going to say that's fake. It's just too good. Real. Oh, wow. That's good. Chinese red meat? Yeah, isn't that great? That's great. Witch's finger. I think that's fake. It is fake. (laughs) Spanish globe. I think it's real. It's fake. Oh, wow. Gosh, you really, you're, you're getting good at this making up names. If this, if this podcasting thing doesn't work out for us, I am going to get a job naming heirloom produce varieties. Great. 
Uh, <clears throat> Giant of Sicily. God, I really hope that's real. It's real. Yay! <laughs> Twisted Sister. <laughs> Fake. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Whippy Crunch. That's gotta be fake. <laughs> it's fake. That is actually the name of a cake that is frequently adver- advertised at the deli department, the bakery department at my local supermarket. Really? What's, yes. Wait, hold on. Whip, what's a Whippy Crunch cake? I have no idea. I just look, I, I don't want to eat it. I'm sure it's not good, but I see the name and I just say, you know, Whippy Crunch cake. You know what? I think someday we should do, um, we should get some grocery store cake, like the kind with big rosettes on yeah. top. Do they make them in cupcake form? I'm sure they do. Well, yeah, no, I know there's a cupcake department at my local, local supermarket that has just, you know, the Hold slather. on, there's a cupcake department? Well, there's like a ca- a bakery case with a bunch of cupcakes in it that are all, you know, piled high with... Can I call your grocery store and be like, can I speak to someone in the cupcake department? Can I do that? I think we should do that on the air during the, whatever, what was it, a cupcake episode? A cake episode? I... I want to taste that grocery store frosting that I loved so much as a kid. I want to taste it again. On one of my earliest podcasting experiments, um, a friend and I in college once called the Tang Company to ask them some questions about Tang. And in order to do this... this, a prank call? It was not really a prank call because we genuinely had some questions about Tang. But in order to do this, we had to like take apart the telephone receiver and like wire it into our recording device. It was medieval. Wow, you were you were an early podcaster. Yeah, we, we also we didn't record it. We just dumped put a, a, a guitar amp in our window and blasted people at the dining hall next door and then we were told to stop doing that okay wow okay so uh all right the whippy crunch not real okay rat's tail not real real oh darn god i feel bad for that heirloom radish uh-huh cherry bomb oh that's real real uh burpee white I think it's going to be real. It's real, yes. Oh, is, yeah. it the is it from seed the burpee company? seed catalog? Yes. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm sure uh, it was endorsed by Barry White back in the day. You know, I feel a little burpee sometimes after eating radishes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, finally, <laughs> Whitey Bulger. <laughs> Did you like radishes when you were a kid? I feel like they're they're one of these things that kids don't like. So I feel like my, my main experience with radishes as a kid was at salad bars. Yeah, Where they would be sliced sort of thickly and poorly, and they would always be drying yep. out. And you better believe, I, I don't think I ever touched one. I, I, I don't think I even got close enough to touch it. Well, because there was a sneeze guard. <laughs> but um, I don't think I really tasted a radish until I was maybe like 20. You know you're not supposed to select things from the salad bar with your face, right? <laughs> Really? <laughs> well, you know, teach his own. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm not sure when I first tasted a radish e- either, but I don't remember ever disliking them. I remember it's, you know, when I was young, just thinking they're one of those grown up foods that kids don't like. Mm-hmm. And boy, was I missing out because they're actually really good. Is it okay if I mention France here? I don't know. If- <laughs> God, I'm so How can sorry. I stop you? I'm so sorry. So, what I was going to say is, I, I feel like. Um, Maybe French children. Do you think that it is possible to raise an American child in a in a vacuum such that they will see <laughs> radishes the way French children do, which is French kids do actually, and this is not just like one of those French stu- stuff that French kids do that makes them so much better than American kids. Right, I was going to say, isn't, isn't there a real? book called French Kids Eat Radishes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. But they really do like radishes on baguette with butter. They, they like, they will eat it. Right, and why shouldn't French they? French kids are 
Now, I have to say, when French I told Iris that that's what we were going to be eating, she said, that sounds good. I don't oh. know if she would actually eat it, but Iris that's what she said. Iris must be French. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're going to definitely have radishes on baguette with butter because mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best thing you can do with radishes. It's one of the best things you can do, period. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, why do you think it's so good? What What well, is it? I, so, I was thinking last night as I was eating some radishes, uh-huh. they have this wonderful... Um, this when they're spicy they have this wonderful heat that sort of goes up your nose the way wasabi does yes and isn't wasabi a kind of horseradish it's different okay i should just be fired from this show right now (laughs) (laughs) anyway um so for me what makes radishes so great with butter and salt and the bread frankly i think is kind of optional really okay is that so you've got this wonderful watery crunch combined with this kind of heat that kind of goes up the back of your nose back of your throat back of your nose i i think back of your nose seems reasonable anyway and that with with the the sort of cooling kind of dairy flavor of butter and salt it it, it is so perfect let me, but let me back up a second. How do you get the butter on the radish if you're not doing the bread well so that's why maybe we should Take a little picture. Or okay. how, how about I just describe? Who, who wants Let's to? make a picture with words. Yes. <laughs> so I've cut up a little plate of radishes here. Or rather, Matthew has cut up one third of it. We've got some daikon radish. Oh, thanks for giving me credit there. I was going to stew about that all day <laughs> if you didn't give me credit for cutting up one of the radishes. Uh, so we've got some daikon radish that's been sort of thinly sliced, cut into triangles. We've got some French breakfast radish, which is the one that is kind of long and thin. Looks a bit like a... Witch's finger. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks for and mentioning France again. I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have sliced it, and I've also cut it into these uh, just sort of like I, I, I just sort of cut it in half lengthwise. So it's kind of these long batons of radish. It's beautiful. And then we also have these beautiful little pink radishes that I cut lengthwise and also cut into uh, slices. And so I, I could demonstrate how I like to eat them with butter. Um, that would be great. Do you know what the little pink ones are called? Little pink radishes. Little pinkies? Okay. And um, I asked, so actually my niece is living with us this summer and she went to the farmer's market the other day and she picked these up for me and I asked her what stand they came from and she reported in her words that the French breakfast radish came from the small, snooty, organic stand. Oh, so all of them. Uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And the pink breakfast radish came from... I can't remember where she said it came from. But anyway, but, yeah. I thought it was notable that the French breakfast radishes came from these small, snooty, organic stand. <laughs> that really great. narrows okay. it down at the Seattle Farmer's Market here. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my favorite radish so, grower. let me demonstrate what I like to do. Okay, I can't wait so, to see this. So we've got some butter, which Matthew has had out softening. Yep. I, I take a... a not in subs- <laughs> Another thing I deserve credit for. <laughs> not insubstantial smear of butter. Oh, this is interesting. On the end of, of one of the French breakfast radishes. I'm trying really hard to paint pictures with, with my mouth. <laughs> but it's not going so well. Here we go. Isn't that what I was just to say? Isn't, isn't painting pictures with his mouth what Daniel Day-Lewis did in my left foot? But I think maybe it was a different body part. Okay. <laughs> Taste it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I, was, I was so caught up in the, in the, the depiction... I didn't realize I was going to get to participate. This is a vivid picture I painted with my mouth. Mm. Now these are not nearly as spicy as the pink ones we're about to eat. So this is one mm. way. This is one way to do it. Oh yeah. I feel like this is kind of elegant if you're going to have your your friends over for an aperitif. 
Uh -huh. You might put out the Z ready, <laughs> but you have cut in half with it. Okay, okay, intervention, people. You can come out now. <laughs> okay, I forgot the butter. Oh, my God. I, I don't know how to do this. You're fired from this show. Um, Wait, what's the French word for radish? Radis. Radis, okay. Oh, that is just perfect. I feel like there could be a French rapper named Radis. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like Mike D. Mm -hmm. So... I used to do um, catering sometimes through Boat Street Cafe, mm -hmm. and we often at uh, catering did you, events. Did you cater to people's base impulses? We often at catering events um, would do like a little thin, crisp toast with a smear of really good butter and thinly sliced radish and salt, and people would inevitably ask, oh my gosh... What is this incredible sauce? Or, you know, what right. What have you got on this little piece of toast? This thing tastes so good. And, like, it, it, it was purely the union of sweet butter and radish. Yeah. And I, I was just just marveling at that in my mouth because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you eat it and, like, first you get the flavors separately and then it all it gels into a harmon harmonious whole that is greater than the sum of its parts. Am I painting pictures with my mouth yet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so there's this one way to eat radishes. Maybe we should stop here. Maybe this is the only this way. This is the only way, almost, I think. Except, so I will say that I, I know you can cook radishes, and I've cooked them myself. I even did, I think I even posted a, a recipe for Molly Stevens, our, our Fran, our Fran, <laughs> our Fran, <laughs> Molly Stevens's braised radishes, which are delicious. That said, most of the time, I'm going to make clicking noises into the microphone with my mouth repeatedly because I'm salivating, uh -huh. holding this radish with butter in my hand. Uh, most of the time, I just want to eat them raw like this. Mmm. Mmm. Um. Mm. I do, I do like the braised radishes. I, I agree that, like, for, for Western-style radishes, um, I prefer them raw or, you know, in a salad or lightly pickled. Is pickled there, radishes are great. I, I think they're great. They're not, actually, oddly, they're not my favorite thing to eat pickled. It's weird. I, I love them so much. The texture lends itself so well to pickling, yet I don't always love the flavor. All right. You don't hey, have to be right about everything. I have to tell you a, about a really yummy thing I had for dinner last night that involved radishes. Okay. It was sort of a riff on a radish salad. I made some Calrose rice. Yeah. And then I kind of did like a like a sort of like rice bowl kind of business. Had some hot Calrose rice, some thinly sliced radish. These these little pink ones are kind of nice and peppery, some of them. Little pinkies, yeah. Little pinkies. Um, some thinly sliced lemon cucumber. Oh, yeah. Those are good. And some some peas. And then I put a fried egg on top. Oh, nice. And then drizzled over it like a, uh, you know, a very typical uh, sort of Thai fish sauce, lime juice, sugar, chili, garlic kind of dressing. And it was so delicious. The radish was really nice in there. I feel like, uh, I feel like that sounds great, but you're trying to like horn in my, on my Asian turf here. Um, Ooh, you know, I should, I'll go back to France. Yeah. I mean, you, you can have France. I will take all of Asia. Okay. And uh, and that's, that seems even, right? Well, so so <clears throat> lead me into Daikon territory. So Daikon like, is like, you know, the big, you know, it, it is it is very much a radish. Um, you know, it's uh, it's the same the same family as uh, as these little radishes that we've been eating. But it's the uh, the big, long, like, you know, the size of your leg one. 
and uh, I'm it always is, a little intimidated by it. Frankly. Yeah, sometimes they only you only see it sold in gigantic pieces. I was pleased to see at uh, at the supermarket uh, yesterday when I bought this that they had cut it into like six inch pieces, mm-hmm. which is a lot more approachable. And um, you know, you get the yield you get from it is terrific because you can just peel it and you can actually like pickle the peels and they're pretty good. Um, but, but then you, you get do, you do have to peel it. Um, I would recommend it. The okay. the peel is is uh, raw peel is sort of. Uh, kind of gummy textured um and tends to have like hair growing off it and stuff Mm. um and uh, also also like my leg and uh they're they're used in a variety of different ways um you know throughout throughout uh asia but especially in japan and korea and the thing they think they do in uh, in japan with it a lot that uh, that i think is so cool is they grate it really finely Mm. um so in the same way that you see ginger grated like grate it into a paste um and uh, you know, oh, use that. I've had that. Yeah, definitely. You know, use it as a topping, or um, or put it into a dipping sauce, and it uh, you know that uh, that that spicy kick of radish really mm. perks up a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. I know that I have definitely seen it formed almost into like a little pyramid. Yeah, um, and put on the top of a of a plate that I've been served. I have often noticed uh, grocery stores selling radishes without the tops, just selling them like loose in a bin. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is never a great way to buy a radish. I mean, when I bring them home, I I take the tops off of them because the tops get kind of smelly and slimy pretty fast. I always take my top off when I go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, I do find that radish greens get really stinky and gross really fast. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm supposed to cook them or use them or whatever. And sometimes I do, but sometimes I just put them in the car. I actually just got um, this book sent to me um, called uh, uh, Root to Stock Cooking, and it's it's a book all about what to do with the, the unpopular parts of vegetables. Do they say anything about what to do with radish tops? Absolutely. Do I remember? No. But can I go grab the book? Yes. Sure. Okay, yes. So there is one uh, radish top recipe in this book. It's for radish leaf salad with corn, tomatoes, and salted cucumbers. Hmm. That sounds really that sounds nice. sounds really good. Yeah. In general, I feel like radishes are going to hold their wonderful, firm, crunchy texture best when they've still got the greens attached when you buy them. Yeah, I think, I think that's... <laughs> I think I'm spitting uh, uh, bits of, uh, of radish and bread um, onto myself while talking. Yeah, I think that's right. For some reason, it seems like they, they survive better at the, at the market um, when they've got the tops on, but survive less well in the fridge with the tops on. I totally yeah. agree. I totally agree. Thank, um, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, because when you when you pull out a radish, you know you want it to be really firm. Mm-hmm. When you pull it out and it sort of squishes under your thumb, that is Ooh. a bad sensation. Mm-hmm. When the uh, when the French breakfast radish gets flaccid, um, that can spoil your French breakfast. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So uh, I think uh, I think that covers it. You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast dot com, uh, where uh, I don't know. Are we going to post a recipe? I don't think so. I don't think so. You can mm-hmm. you can figure out how to put some some butter on some bread. Um, mm-hmm. You know, make the make the secret sauce. Um, and uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. You can also find us on iTunes where you can leave a review if you like the show. Uh, it's not too late to become a spilled milk subscriber at spilledmilkpodcast.com slash donate for $5 a month. You get a handwritten postcard from us and access to some secret episodes. And you help us to make the show that you love so much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Uh, well, um, uh, the, uh, the, the show whose secret identity is the folk hero known only as the Flaccid Radish. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton.
does the hot, hot the hotness of a radish? Do you mean the heat of a radish? I, does the heat of a radish? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.